All right, and welcome everyone to another IHC podcast. And uh, today is an, uh, another amazing day in March. And March is one of those special months where, oddly enough, not only am I speaking with one of the owner and directors, but a incredibly wonderful woman. And being March is when we celebrate women, we should celebrate everyone all the time. Um, but until we get to that place where equality and equitability actually happens, we'll keep celebrating, um, you know, people and their individual um, growth and opportunities. But here, she really doesn't need an introduction, if, if you know her, um, but I'll even let her do a little pseudo introduction herself. But I have Lauren Rakowski once again on an ISG podcast. Lauren, how are you doing today? I am great. Um, thank you for asking. I hope you're doing great too. Um, I actually know that you're good because we've already spoken multiple times today in many of our meetings that we've had um, as we prepare for the summer with a lot of excitement. But yes, thank you for um, you know your very kind words. And yep, International Women's Day um, was just yesterday. Um, I actually... Um, wasn't able to post something on my personal Instagram because I was just too busy and the day ran away with me. But I did post today and I think, you know, I share your sentiments in that um, we just need to celebrate all people, right? And, you know, I made the point of making sure that um, I wrote that this day is to you know, give a nod to any human who identifies as being um, woman, you know, a woman and all those that are obviously um, in their corner. Um, But it's also a celebration, you know, of our kind of male counterparts that are also fighting the good fight, right? Is that um, although having individual groups can be powerful, at the end of the day, we need the collective to realize, you know, our shared goals. And um, I definitely want to just be someone who celebrates everybody. Absolutely. And and I am honored to be able to work at such a camp that's always so forward thinking in a variety of ways. And Lauren, in, in any podcast, any conversation, we don't always get it right. But if we don't, we ask ourselves, how can we do it better in the next time? Why did I miss that? Um, how can we be better versions of ourselves? You hear these cliches out there, but at Camp IHC, we truly do mean it, right? I see women who are empowered at camp. I see partners who support them. I see campers who can do the activity that they're excited about, regardless of how they identify. Like, that is what, you know, is such an amazing place. And it starts from from the top, and it goes all the way to the bottom and to the side and all around. <laughs> so thank 100%. you for continuing that. No, a hundred percent. And look, I think that, you know, to share, you know, something personal about me, like I just turned 40. So that is just insane. Cause I swear five minutes ago I was 21, but here yeah. I am. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I think that what does come with age, you know, although, as you know, there's a lot of not so great stuff like sore hips and creaky <laughs> knees and you know all of those right. things bad vision but you know there's also a wealth of experience behind you and you can call that wisdom or you know whatever like I just think it's a, a wealth of experience right and what I have learned is that being progressive is actually um 
opening yourself up to being imperfect because mm. to be somebody who wants to be progressive you know particularly in the social realm as we push the needle forward for those who are oppressed or marginalized or you know to help older generations or those stuck because of belief systems understand where we're coming from and why embracing all for example humankind regardless of how they identify who they love what language right. they speak what religion all of those things you know if we are progressive we are always learning we're always relearning and right. the and the learning phase is is that you're not yet an expert right so so if you are a progressive person who's open to you know moving you know our species forward you know and 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 embracing change and or things that have always been but not been acknowledged you know you're opening yourself up to being a forever learner right yeah. and and you're not going to get everything right 100% of the time because like when you were learning to ride your bike, how many times did you fall off before you mastered it, right? And when you are learning about social change and social justice and all of these things, you fall off, you make mistakes, but you get back on and you keep pedaling and then you master that and then it changes again because that's progress, right? And I just want to be an eternal failure of falling off my bike <laughs> but getting back on and Get pushing it on. forward until Absolutely. i master that and then knowing that we're going to do it all over again because yeah. that's what life is about amazing amazing well that's a great transition then you know and and part of this podcast is really to help people who haven't met you um have an opportunity to just find out a little bit about you and and, and camp. And so maybe, you know, one of the questions is, is, is there a memory? And I'm sure there's just like myself, there's, there's countless because we've been doing this for a while now. But when working with youth, can you, again, with confidentiality share, why is camp so important? Is there a moment that you can um, share with the group as a whole, that you're like, here's an example, this day, this moment, and because we were in this space away from technology outdoors in each other's you know like that you're like that's why camp is so important just like progression and a space to fail forward can you give us a specific example i mean there obviously are many powerful examples you know that i you know could could share um one in particular is that the early years of my kind of career at camp um, and it relates to a female camper um, you know getting ready for our kind of end of summer you know bash event bash, right where right. the kids like we're not a fancy camp so like the kids wear like you know maybe a romper or like the girls are like jean shorts and a top like you know but we that's as far as it goes right Anyway, they were getting ready to go to bash. They were in the sixth grade um, and she was standing on the bunk line, you know, and I could see her looking at, you know, the other girls, you know, and what they were wearing. 
And I think also just thinking about their body shape, right? And mm. she happened to be like a child that was an early developer, right? So her body was changing, like she was, you know, in that phase where, you know, especially, I mean, the boys too, to be honest, like they're uncomfortable in their bodies when they begin to change. But when you're a person that's going through that in the earlier side of the curve, you know, you're looking at the other kids and their bodies look very different, right? And, you know, um, and oftentimes, unfortunately, particularly girls are looking at, you know, body shape to be, you know, the more childlike you look, like, you know, crazily enough, like, you know, the better that is, right? So when you look at um, models and whatever, often Mm -hmm. it is this, like, image of, like, perfection or you know a body that is not aged like but that doesn't make sense that must be photoshop anyway the point being that a lot of these models and these magazines when you really think about it beyond the voluptuous whatever they have like whatever part of their body all the rest is actually quite childlike because it's unblemished and what we know is that as we get older or we you know have children or whatever right our bodies become blemished but those are the perfections you know that i want us to celebrate Anyway, she's comparing herself, I know she is, to these itsy-bitsy little, you know, girls that are her bunkmates. And she's, um, you know, I see her, like, you know, her spark just go out, right? Yeah. And I walked over to her, and she looked at me, and I looked her in the eye, and I said, don't, don't. I said, no. I said, I know what you are doing and look at me I said you're incredible I said your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to and you are beyond beautiful on the outside and the inside and she looked at me and she almost like threw herself into my arms and she was like you read my mind and I remember looking at her and saying honey I didn't read your mind I've just lived this part of life before it's familiar to me I've been there and you know off she went and had the best night and whatever but it stuck with me because I suppose in some ways it was the first time that I really had an appreciation that you know, for me, as someone who identifies as, as female and has, you know, grown up through, like, you know, all the tricky years of, of, of girlhood, womanhood, whatever, that we have so much to offer to younger girls because of that shared experience, right? And we almost yeah. don't even have to offer any advice. We can just offer this shared understanding that really sucks that hurts that's confusing that's whatever but to share that I actually know what that feels like actually creates a sense of calm and comfort in in young girls and I know also in young boys you know um because I've heard had similar discussions with you know you guys about boy side that that it just made me so acutely aware of the um privilege of our platform and how powerful um we can be you know within it so um i hope that that kind of 
made some sort of sense. Um, sometimes when you talk about the more emotional things, you can't articulate them as well. But um, but that's kind of the one that comes to mind. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, when I say why camp is so important is you are an alternative mentor to the society that these campers live in, a space where you have created a, a comfort and an acknowledgement and the staff that we hire, right, Lauren, you model that behavior through the staff, the staff model that same thing. And when they see you do that, they now pick up that same skill and they can then demonstrate that girl who you helped is now more likely to pay that forward because of those connections. And it's happening in real time, in real space, in a real environment. Um, and, and you're acknowledging it. And I love how you said also, Lauren, you're like, sometimes it's not even, you have to sit down and let, just address it and nail it and write an outline about it. It's, it's saying, I feel for you. Like mm -hmm. just having mm -hmm. someone in that space that can, you know, um, you know, speak to having been there, that's not mom and dad right because mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. mom and dad even though you have answers parents please i know you do um but you need that that other person coming in there and, and what a great opportunity to pass that information forward and help them so thank you for sharing that right. that's yeah so yeah be, no you're be, welcome <laughs> so being an inspiration to others who inspires you right um is it through book is it through film is it through art is are there people um, you know, has there, you know, obviously in all the years, is, is there someone more recent or someone in the past that um, you could speak to that, that, that inspires and motivates you? Um, I'm inspired by Blake Lively. She's my spirit animal. No, I'm joking. She's not, <laughs> but um, I love her. Um, so, so no, I, I don't think I do. I don't think I'm somebody who has a particular person who I really draw inspiration from. I think um, it's always a collective group of people, right? So um, I'm inspired by, you know, obviously our full-time team and, you know, because we're more than a team, we, we really are like, you know, the family we choose for ourselves and, you know, are in it for the, all the right reasons. And I think we're an ego-free group, which I think is really incredible. Or I take that back. We all have egos, but we don't allow our egos to to lead or to flare. And I love that. Um, I'm inspired, obviously, by um, family. And, you know, I'm really fortunate to be from a really close-knit family that, um, you know, have so many colorful stories to tell. Um, but I've, I've drawn a lot of almost like... Um, understanding myself or even having a really clear sense of self from the stories that, you know, I took the time to listen to um, from my grandparents or aunts and uncles or my parents and close family friends that a big part of my childhood was conversing around the, the table, you know, right. and, and being in conversation and in-person discussion with the elders in your family and that has provided such a richness not only in terms of like you know um the love and affection i have for those people but just also in informing you know who i ultimately want to be um i obviously draw a lot of inspiration you know from friends and things like that but for the last probably decade, I've really drawn a lot of inspiration from just like everyday people, 
right across the globe like you know recognizing like you know how many people just make life work you know regardless of their circumstances like you know women like me that have so much and you know have so much to be thankful for but still are just in the struggle of working and you know raising kids and checking in with family and you know Mm -hmm. all of that stuff like you know the people that are raising children that are in marginalized groups or whatever and just having the strength to like you know to and, and bravery to put themselves out there and you know march for rights and justice while at the same time having kids and doing all the things that I'm doing but don't have to even you know um think about right so the the the, the people that are you know, carrying their children, you know, across borders to seek refuge in different countries, but are grateful for, you know, the the, the small things like, you know, we're alive. Like, you know we're what I mean? Alive. Like, even though yeah. our circumstance is awful, like, you know, the people that are willing to put themselves out there to say, I'm really glad that you're looking after this group of people, but what about this group of people that you weren't right. there for? Like, just the, the inspirational stories, like, you know, of, 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 you know, everyday humans, right? And I think also uh, being inspired by people who have an ability to talk about tough things in a way that pushes the narrative forward, as opposed to shuts things down, right? That, yeah. I mean, gosh, like in the United States, like our political system is a disaster. And it's really because nobody can have a conversation. Everybody's right, you're wrong. Like everybody's like confrontational or antagonizing that, that actually like to, you know, watch emotionally developed people be able to have difficult conversations or point out areas that people could improve on or where mistakes have been made, but do so in a delicate way that allows, you know, um, somebody to correct course or shift a perception or, you know, change a lifetime belief system, you know, people who are able to have those conversations, um, I'm so inspired by them, you know, and that's what I want, you know, to emulate. Like I want people to think of me as somebody who wants to have hard conversations, is open to being corrected, that, you know, wants to share truths with you, but, but you know, whether we're talking about the great stuff or talking about the hard stuff, whether we're, you know, building each other up or having to tell each other, you know, here are some difficult things, that it's done in kindness it's done in a way that that is about you know solidifying our relationship not harming it um that's that's who i want to be that's who i want people to see when they think of me and people who are modeling that are, are are who you know tremendously inspire me amazing amazing so now that we're we're fully inspired um, with regards to that, I I'm a big fan of laughter and joy. Uh, as as you know, I, I try and play the class clown whenever I can, and, and and try and get a laugh out of a group to bring levity, you know, to a situation. So I gotta ask on behalf of camp campers, people, when's the last time you you laughed hard? 
um, to the point where your jaws hurt and you just felt exuberant joy from laughter and joy. Um, can you share that moment? And when was the last time? Um, so I actually laugh like that belly laugh, like often. Right. And you know that, like, that's something yeah. that I worked on as, as a person that I wanted to be able to let myself go and tap into that inner child, you know, was, you know, like I studied to be a clinical psychologist, like I saw a lot of and heard a lot of dark stories, like very early in my 20s, and that that can affect you, right. And um, I wanted to be able to um, just tap into that inner child and, and, and definitely people like you and obviously Joel and, um, Maddie and our team have, have helped me, you know, with that. Um, so I laugh a lot oftentimes at you, um, but, but every day, like, cause you know, that obviously yeah. I have four children, you know, right. Oakley and Mac are, um, you know, 12 and, and nine. So it's a really fun time. The littles are still young, but I mean, we laughed really hard this morning because, you know, Oakley is working on a, he's meant to be working on like community service. And, you know, the bottom line is, and I hate to put this out there to the world, but he's really not giving it his best shot, right? He's not connecting to what community service means. Like he's thinking of it as a school assignment. He's not thinking of it as like, you know, this is about your responsibility as a human being. An opportunity. To give, right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So there's a bit of a parenting to fail there, but I'm working on that. Anyway, he like, you know, had drawn this picture and his community service was that he decided that he was going to mail this picture to, um, a, I don't know, like a soldier. I don't know. That's like fighting in a war. And I was like, okay and what what like why would this be beneficial yeah. for that person and he's like it'll be a morale booster you know that way Matt and I <laughs> laughed we were just like okay hang on so this poor you know person service person right. has like bombs coming at them and what they're right. going to hold up your picture and be like but I got this like we were like dude like this is not like yeah. I, it was so bizarre and ridiculous and like so like you know such a fail right that yeah. I actually just laughed so hard like I was like yeah. we were coming up with so many like names for it like do you know what I mean yeah. it's like you know oh you know I'm having to go out to fight for my nation right. but don't worry I feel great because I have Oakley's picture like you know I have Oakley's picture yeah I'm like, um, Oakley, yeah. like, honestly, like, <laughs> what? So we laughed, like, really hard and, you know, probably inappropriately so. But I was trying to, like, drive home this, like, Oakley, this is not serving anybody. This is, like, yeah. total crap. And you need to, like, yeah. grow up. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, my, my cheeks are hurting, too. And I, and I think, you know, part of, you know, to, and again, in a podcast, and if you're just meeting people for the first time you'd be like wow i can't believe lauren did that but the reality of it is it is such an appropriate interaction because oakley and and his family are incredibly close incredibly supportive and this laughter is an opportunity for education for oakley i'm laughing we can laugh and oakley is going to take this as an opportunity to say you know what you're right this is not my best work and my family supports me in this laughter and this joy 
and I will grow from that. And and just to paint that picture for the people who are listening, but I mean, my cheeks are just imagine Oakley. I can see it. It's probably a circle with two two dots in the middle, and his effort level is probably like this is going to be the morale booster. Um, oh but, my goodness! You know, so yeah. and and just so everybody knows, so my like laughing at my children or my husband is does kind of cross over into the that's not appropriate right but they do the same to me like there is a little bit of a culture of our family that we can make fun of each other and poke fun of each other and it be okay right and I I think a huge you know um you know uh a, a huge personality plus right is being able to laugh at yourself or be yeah. laughed at and that yeah. be okay Right. So I admire that. Like I have a little bit of that. I was raised probably more in a family that didn't like to, nobody likes to be laughed at. Right. But, but, but if you are super secure, right. You can laugh with people. Do you know what I mean? Like you can, that, that being, people don't like being laughed at because it makes them feel small, insecure, embarrassed, whatever it is, like whatever, like that's what we don't like, right? It's the, it's the feelings that we get when people laugh at us that we actually hate, right? So I guess like, you know, and I was raised in a family that like, you couldn't laugh like at people when funny things happen. Like, you know what it's like? Like if your dad yeah. like falls in the door, like that's hilarious. Like, you know. Someone drops you know, a tray you know, and, that, and you sing a goofy song. We, we should uh-huh. own that moment and say, yep, I'm goofy. I missed it. Yeah. Versus this whole yeah. shock and awe of like we've been bar- but Exactly. Like, it, it's, it's developing that little bit of thick skin so that when you're out in that world, it, not yeah. everything hurts you. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like there totally. should be like be able to laugh. So, so, so I wasn't like raised in, in that kind of family, even though my family's awesome. Like, you know, there, there wasn't that security. Yeah. Right. And I want my kids, I, I watch people who make massive blunders and they are able to laugh. And like, I'm sure they're embarrassed, but they're just like, that is hilarious. Like, you know, yeah. and that's what I want. I want my kids to know that people can poke fun at you and, and, you know, can joke with you and you can still absolutely love yourself. Like, do you know what absolutely. I mean? It's absolutely. okay. So, yeah. and they make fun of me a lot. And I think that that's <laughs> like, you know, what's been really funny for me. Like now that I have like a middle schooler is that he is like mortified about some of the things that I do. And I'm kind of like, no, no, no. I'm like exceptionally cool. I'm like, you know, I've always been cool. Like you didn't know me before you were born, but by the way, like I was like, I'm cool. Awesome. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and you like, you're, you will learn your coolness from me. And he's like, Oh my gosh, you're out of control. Like I'm mortified. Like, you know, and it's just so funny because I'm like, no, like I'm embarrassed of, of my mom at times. You don't get to be right. embarrassed about me because like, I'm clearly cool. And it's just amazing to see your child be like, no, actually, you're not, you know, you're not. <laughs> it's, yeah, nothing will make oh, you feel older than when a sixth yeah. grader is like, don't worry, mom, you just don't say anything. I got this. And I'm like, I got uh, this. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why again, circling back why camp is such a great place because of this we laugh together, we make mistakes together, individuals make mistakes. The, the team support, you know, like 
I think it is that space again, you know, going back to like a family, you know, like you just said that, that we sing goofy songs. We, um, you know, it's not one person getting laughed at a camp. We're laughing in the moments and, and creating these special places. Um, but then we're doing all this, you know, these other activities, which again, everyone hopefully knows about, we can have a whole nother podcast about, but when you think about that joy, um, the laughter is one piece of it. The inspiration is one piece of it. I think music plays a big part at camp as well. Um, the kids bring the energy, staff brings energy, but there's always song, there's, there's dance, there's just something about movement and that energy, meal times, right, Lauren, where kids are singing songs at the end. We almost have to kick, we have to literally turn the music out and they shout, we want more, right? Because they're just singing and they're energized. I'm like, get so, out of here. We get out of here. Yeah, that's right. We got to get, get on next activity. But, you know, uh, this question is, kinda, it, it is personal. And, and I think, you know, in some ways, because everyone has different likes, but are there some songs that you're really enjoying right now or songs from the past that, you know, are there three songs that if you had on kind of a playlist that, you know, might sort of say, these are three songs that in some way or form embody Lauren. This is my pump song. This is my chill song. Or this is my get me out of bed in the morning song. Yeah. Um, I like, so like, I love tear jerkers. Like, you know that, like, I love yeah. my kind of like, you know, moody songs. But I love my dance songs. I'm like, you know, I love to dance too. So I really like it all. Like, I don't think I have a go-to playlist. Like um, when I think of camp, I actually really enjoy that the campers keep you current, right? You know, obviously my older two are as well now that they're getting to the age they are. But like, you know, because just so everybody knows, like before you have you know um, at least a fourth grader you're listening to like kitty songs like you don't yeah. know what's in his top 100 like you just don't so um you know what coco melon is like so um anyway um i love that the campers keep me current and like you know the songs that they're listening to i just enjoy right so uh, you know it's so funny like right now in our playlist and we drive the three boys to school in the morning um Austin our daughter she goes to a different little school because she's so little but anyway the three boys and they're so into thrift shop by Macklemore even though it's been out for a while but at the yeah, beginning yeah. of that the clean version the clean version yeah, of course clean version. Like, you know at the beginning there's those three different like voiceovers like the one starts then the other one kicks in then the third one and they layer it so it's so hilarious uh, to watch like them deciding who's doing what part and then like getting going. And then before we know it, like Joel and I are like, oh, yeah, this is like I'm such a good song. We haven't heard this forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, but then in a swoop, like in a hot second, I'll go from that to like, you know, dear Evan Hansen, like only us like, you know, so and the kids yeah. are rolling their eyes. But I, I like everything. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for, you know, for sharing that. And with the time that we have left, is there mm -hmm. one or two things that you just want staff, families, campers to know or hear from you before we sign off on this introductory podcast? Yes. Um, so I want everybody to know that, you know, I am somebody who really loves you know, being in 
relationship, right? So I'm not talking obviously about romantic relationships because that box has been ticked, you know. Um, yeah. I'm just talking about mentorship, friendship, you know, um, directorship, you know. Yeah. You know, I love relationships and it is an open invitation for you to be in relationship with me. I'm a sure thing. <laughs> um, but I believe, I know you're laughing, you're like, this is gonna so get misconstrued. But but I think if we take our, you know, head out of the gutter, like, um, I think that I also am somebody who knows that any relationship is reciprocal. Right. Yeah. And Agreed. just because you made a decision to send your child, for example, to IHC doesn't guarantee you a professional, uh, a personal relationship with me. Right. Right. Um, that is something more. Right. And I am and I want that with you to all the parents mm -hmm. like I will be an incredible director for your child, whether you want to have a relationship with me or not. But I am better for your child if I am in relationship with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I want that. Um, to our campers, like I want to be an influential person in your life. I want to have your back. I want to work with you to enjoy the best parts of your life. And I want to be there for you to help you navigate the worst parts of your life. Um, but I want to be more than just the director that, you know, ticks you off the roll call. Like mm -hmm. I, I want to be a person that no matter what the roads of your life take you down, that you know that there is this little place in Honesdale, PA, that will always be open to you. Um, and, and that ultimately is where my heart is. Um, and then to our staff members that, you know, I want um, to be there for you, to invest in you, but I want you to invest in me. Like I want it to be this reciprocal thing where in the years to come, you look back and say, yeah, that woman, you know, I used to say that girl, but I know that clearly I'm, not, I'm, a, girl, I'm a woman now. So, you know, that woman that was like, you know, all those years ago, like she was like, yeah, she meant something to me. Like she, she changed me. Like she contributed to me and like, I'm grateful. And I want to look back and, you know, when someone says your name, just your face to appear, you know, in my, in my head and be like, they were awesome. I remember this. Like, you know, that is born from relationship, right? Because Mark, you know, yeah. thousands of people pass through those gates of IHC, yep. right? Thousands. Yeah. Since we've been there, thousands upon thousands, right? But you and I both know that it is those that really came in open and willing and actively engaging and cultivating cultivating meaningful relationships with us are the ones that leave their imprint not only on our hearts but on the community and and Absolutely. that's what I want our our listeners to know parent camper staff I want to be in a relationship with you um, and I really want that to be reciprocal that's amazing what a way to sign out Lauren always an inspiration always a conversation it is beyond always a pleasure to have a conversation with you on these podcasts and in real life and in person 
Um, so from the IIT family and beyond, thank you for joining us on this podcast today. Awesome. Peace out, uh, Mark. And I'll see you shortly in our, see in you our, in our orientation next meeting. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Always working, baby. Bye. Uh, oh, okay. Thanks. Love you. Bye.